Welcome back to Working Man's Pod, another episode of DNC in 23. I'm Alex. Dave is going to be joining me in just a minute. And today we are talking all things June 1st, 2023 at the Walnut Creek Amphitheater, aka the Coastal Credit Union Amphitheater in Raleigh, North Carolina. We're going to recap last night's excellent show and precap what's up next on the Golden Road. So this was Dead & Co.'s third and final time playing at this venue, the first since their tour opener on August 16th, 2021. Dave and I were lucky enough to be at that show and at this one. And I think that it's a really nice venue, really nice place to see a show. Um, I think that Dave and I will get into that a little bit in our conversation. But um, I've seen some other acts here, um, and it's always pretty well run. Um, you know, it's not not too brutal to get in and out of. They have a couple of different entrances and exits and a lot of different parking lots. So good place to see a show. Very well organized and well run. Um, and the, the vibes were just great last night. So we had a great time, and this was a really, really good show. Um, as all of them have been on this tour, the band is hot. They're playing so, so well. Let's, let's not waste any more time. Without further ado, uh, here's my conversation with Dave about DNC live in Raleigh. It wouldn't be Working Man's Pod without some tech issues. <laughs> it's actually been a really long time since we've had any, but yeah. today you are with me here in, in Durham, North Carolina, and my internet's been out for 24 hours with no signs of coming back. Maybe Monday you'll be back online. God, I hope so. So we have been um, working through that this morning, and you've got to get on the road soon. So we are going to just have our chat about the awesome show that we went to last night we'll do estimated profits we'll get you on the road so the vibes were immaculate as they say yeah the weather was really good um at least during like the shakedown portion of the day right and i feel like the the tone on shakedown was just like very pleasant people seemed pretty relaxed i was thinking about this this morning i saw so many vendors just with big smiles on their faces Hmm. yesterday um and sometimes like in atlanta it was such a Madhouse. I think that there might have been more stress. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem like there was a lot of that yesterday, though. It seemed like a pretty chilled out vibe. I think what helps is Shakedown is close distance wise to the other parking lots. Mm-hmm. And those are close distance wise to the venue. Yeah. Unlike some other venues where maybe you're walking 10 to 15 minutes to go to like a separate side to get to Shakedown, and then you got to trek all the way back. This it's very connected yeah. in uh, the amphitheater in Raleigh, and I think that helps. Like people aren't rushing to get to you, and also people aren't stressed about the walks that they got to do to either get to you or get back in time to get in line. Like they can just meander, chill, have a little conversation. Yeah, it was a, a perfect shakedown yesterday. Perfect shakedown. The, the pre-show vibes were very good, and then we got into the venue. We had more time on our hands than we have in previous shows that we've been to, Mm -hmm. both together and uh, the Charlotte show that you went to by yourself. So we had time to actually hit the merch table, which is kind of cool. We both got a poster from the Raleigh show. It's the first show poster I've ever bought, but it's a really cool one. I think last night's poster was the best poster so far of the tour. Yeah, I agree. It's really cool. It has like this kind of ornate gold-leafed border to it. And then the inside is um, two skeletons dancing. And then the background to that is the Raleigh Amphitheater. Like the venue with people in yeah. it, which is cool. Which is really yeah. cool. So we were excited to get in early enough to do that. We went and hit up Participation Row. They had some good stuff going on there. 
Um, we let our voices be heard for the North Carolina Conservation Network, which mm. was cool. Um, so that was that was fun. It was kind of cool to do all of like the pre-show pomp and circumstance. <laughs> um, then we had really good seats. That was also awesome. Uh, I posted a video on our Instagram page of where we were, very up close and personal on the John and Jeff side of the house. Yeah which I think was the side to be on last night. I agree, yeah. So um, let's get into the set list. They opened with New Speedway Boogie, which they closed set one with last time in Raleigh uh, in 2021, which we yes. were also at. So that was kind of an interesting little role reversal. What did you think about that? I thought it was a... As soon as it came out, I was like, a New Speedway opener? This is going to be a weird show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if that's what they're going with, it's going to be a weird show. Um as far as the song itself, Comenti was strong the entire first set, but in particular, he was really good on the piano here. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. This was like the first like great Jeff solo, and you turned to me and you were like, he's still warmed up from Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> because he had a great night out in Charlotte and just yeah. kind of kept it rolling in Raleigh, which was great. Then, um, well, actually, why don't you just read us the whole first set list? Sure. New Speedway opener... They Love Each Other, Mama Tried, Easy Wind, Ramble on Rose, and then a jam suite to end set one, Dear Mr. Fantasy, Into Hey Jude, Into Birdsong. Powerhouse of a set one. So because we don't have a ton of time, let's talk about the highlights. So what were some of the high moments of uh, set one for you? Well, the next song, They Love Each Other, was probably the highest moment of set one for me. I mean, you want to talk about in aggressive jammed out they love each other yeah like it was the post hiatus you know slower tempo however the guitar solo that mayor ripped out for like the last four minutes of the song was some of the most like upbeat and tempo forward soloing he's done with this song ever so just i mean he really put the pedal to the metal for that they love each other yeah he was cooking um, if you can hear in the background an odd sound, that's my dumb dog licking himself. Um, he's trying to clean his paws for some reason. So Dave is interfering with him right now, <laughs> telling him to stop. Uh, sorry about that. But um, so yeah, that that was a, definitely a high point of set one for me. That solo was absolutely ripping. But I think that just the set list from that point was one that the crowd really, really, really loved. I think that the bird song especially. Um, they had a really kind of jammy intro into it. Mickey was playing the beam, mm-hmm. and they like really got very spacey both in the intro and then in the jam itself. So yeah. that was like a pretty kind of beefy first set closer. Yeah. But I will also say Ramble on Rose is a crowd favorite. Everyone was up and dancing for that for sure. And then Dear Mr. Fantasy, people were like losing their minds. And then <laughs> the song after they love each other, Mama Tried, the crowd was really into as Got well. people dancing. Yeah. Yeah, people were really up and boogieing for that one, which was great to see. The crowd was amazing last night. Yeah. Um, shout out to Michelle and Phil, our our neighbors in the, in the amphitheater. They were... Uh, very, very pleasant show neighbors. <laughs> Had some good conversation with them, and um, they were loving the show as much as we were. But when we looked around, like every time I looked around in the pavilion, literally the entire crowd was standing, yeah. like the entire time. <laughs> and um, we were up so far. I mean, the best seats we've had so far this tour. Right. That I really couldn't see the lawn very well, but I'm sure they were doing the same. So great, very into it crowd last night, um, and they were rewarded with. 
I think that from like the bird song onward, just like big jammy, powerful performances abound. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us what set two is all about. So set two at about five after nine, they come back out with Sugary, Saint Stephen, into the eleven, into Ico Ico, into drums, into space. Into what we are calling a dark star tease. You're not going to see that on the official <laughs> set list picture. But for about three minutes, both Alex and I were convinced that they were going into dark star. And instead they morphed it into I Need a Miracle, into Warfrat, and then they closed set two with Casey Jones. Yeah. And then a Black Money River Encore. Right. So the let's start from the top. I think that this is the best sugary they've ever played. Yeah, I it's like what Mare was doing with They Love Each Other, he just like doubled that energy and fucking sent it on <laughs> Sugary. And not just in the part near the end where the strumming is fast, mm-hmm. but it was like the entirety of his guitar playing. He was adding in 40 extra notes and then strumming really fast and then strumming really fast for that strumming part. And then he would go back and attack it and like play off what Kementi was doing too. He was just... He was on cloud nine for that sugary. Yeah, absolute powerhouse performance. Really, like you're saying, throughout the song. It was like, it wasn't just one time where his soloing elicited a massive applause from the crowd. It was like six different times. (laughs) Just a relentless version of sugary. And I I was thinking about this during um, that performance, that I wonder how much of Mayer, how much he realizes that like the second set preview is on YouTube and anyone can watch. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a Mayer song that opens the second set. And I think about like some of the biggest, most like powerhouse songs, like The Deal in Cincinnati to open set to, mm. and that Althea that we saw in Atlanta the other night. Yeah. Like, he goes hog wild on these <laughs> second set openers. And, I mean, not to say that there weren't other highlights throughout the song. Jeff sounded great. And Bob, I think, had a really strong night on the guitar. O'Teal is obviously always yeah. tremendous. Um, I'll talk a little bit about him uh, in a couple songs, but um, I just feel like he's really bringing the heat in those openers. So I thought That's that that point. was a, a really good version. If you think that that was the best sugary that the band has ever played, go to deddyversion.com and vote on that sugary. It will be updated by the time this podcast is released. Um, so then St. Stephen. Man. Big, big roar from the crowd. Everybody yeah. was pumped to see that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was a, a great version. Really, they took their time with it. There was a massive 11 tease yeah. in the middle of it. So much so that I thought they were going into the 11 before the William Tell Bridge. But then they went back into St. Stephen um, and did the William Tell part and then, then finally went into the 11. So one thing, I don't remember if it was during Stephen or the 11, but Jeff has a Fender Rhodes an organ and a piano and he was on the roads during that song i think the only time i saw him on it the entire night um but that sounded really good it was like an interesting little uh sonic twist of what he had been doing which i thought was really cool and just a big great version of that jay is really really good at kind of melding those time signatures together Mm -hmm. like shockingly so (laughs) i was saying to you we were driving home yesterday i still don't really understand that song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I, I can keep up with the beat, but I don't understand how he's so good at it. And yeah. same with O'Teal. Like, I feel like that would be a really tricky song on a bass 
to kind of keep that 11 8 time signature but he does so well and um I was also saying to you when they when they really went fully into the 11 I was thinking I wonder how they're going to hit this and the answer was so the you know on the 10 11 measures Mickey just laid the hammer down on two of his toms and it, so it was like boom 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 and then they went into the 11 it was powerful and just tremendously good so I thought that that was an excellent excellent version of the 11 and then what impressed me as much was coming out of the 11 back into a more traditional time signature yeah. time signature song Ico Ico they like on a dime they were back into it and yeah really crushed a spirited Ico that had the crowd jazzed up and then the like last two minutes of that song that like that they were they were pushing the pace and it was a you know it was a fun little song to start and then by the end you were like oh man this is a slamming Ico Ico oh yeah the Jay was the one who really led that transition he had like some very authoritative slams on his drums <laughs> to switch the time and move him into Ico that was a really good version a thought that I kept having a lot throughout this show and it was a, a good I Need a Miracle too, but I think I'd like to just jump right into, honestly, the Casey Jones. Yeah. So during the Casey Jones, I was thinking about it, but when I think back to Ico and when I think back to even St. Stephen and Mama Tried, there's this moment in Justin Kreutzmann's documentary, um, Let There Be Drums, and we talked to him about this when he came on our show last year, where... Someone is talking about the Grateful Dead, and he's like, at the end of the day, the Grateful Dead is dance music, mm -hmm. and they get people dancing. They were getting the people going last night. Yeah. And there were so many moments throughout the show where people were just like so into it, just dancing their hearts out. And I think Casey Jones was kind of the last great moment of that. Mm -hmm. I turned to you at the end of it, and I was like, there, it has to be. I called for a ripple encore because I was like, it has to be something mellow because they're not topping the energy that they just laid down. Right. Um, it was just a a great 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 casey jones it's the first time i've seen that song live and um it could not have been a better version i don't think yeah and it's the second time they've played at this tour and the second time that they've absolutely crushed it like they crushed it back in arizona and they and that was to end the first set yep and then they did a really good job wrapping everything up um after a pretty a pretty nice mellow wharf rat. They like really ramped it back up. Yeah. And then they brought it back down. Kind of like you were predicting for Black Muddy River. Yeah. It was really good. The wharf rat was also good. And I think when I was thinking about it after the fact that maybe they were teasing wharf rat during space instead of Dark Star because mm -hmm. the piano is quite similar. And um, so I was thinking maybe that that's what I was hearing, but I don't know. Either way, let's get into estimated profits. If you have not joined us before, Dave and I are playing a game this summer called Estimated Profits, where we're guessing two songs that the band will play the next time out. We've been doing it. We've been doing it all tour, and a lot of people have been doing it with us throughout the tour. Um, if you have been, thank you. Um, we have not updated the scoreboard from last night yet, but we will. Yeah. Again, Wi-Fi issues, but it's yeah, coming. It's coming. <laughs> um, and so, again, the winner of this summer, as long as you have more than either Dave or I, the high score is going to get a pretty cool package. We have assembled almost all of it now um, of stuff that we picked up from Shakedown along the way. Easily more than $100 of gear that we're sending you. Um, and some cool varied stuff. So I think that you're going to like the, the prize pack if you win. Um, so if you want to play, follow us on Twitter at WorkingMansPod, on Instagram at WorkingMans underscore pod. Send us an email, workmanspot at gmail.com, or go find our, our Reddit thread that we post every day there's a show. 
Um, I have the first pick for this upcoming show in Bristow, Virginia, Dave. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, neither of us will be there um, for the first time in a week. I know. <laughs> but um, I'm going to take Dark Star. I thought they were going to play it last night. It sounded like they were going to play it. It last sounded night. like, yeah. It sounded like they wanted to play it. Um, and it's been a long time now on this tour since they did. And so I think that they're due. So I'm calling Saturday a Dark Star night okay. in Bristow. I think I'm going to keep my guesses confined to set one. I think I'm going to. There, that we're going to get an O'Teal high time Ooh. Um, at some point in set one. And then it's about time that they bust it out and that I guess a new Minglewood Blues coming in Bristow. So fingers crossed for that. Those are my two picks. What do you got to wrap it up? Let me just make a comment on those. Number one, I love the high time pick. O'Teal didn't sing any songs in Raleigh, mm. so he's got to get one. Right. Um, in Bristow. Number two, a very controversial Bristow show from a few years ago has a New Manglewood. And a great one at that. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's not actually a controversial show. <laughs> it's a really good one. You should go check it out if you're looking Bristow for Bristow 2017. It's on all the streaming services. It's a, it's a good show. Don't let people saying it's not a good show influence you. It's a great show. Um, okay. So for me, my next one, I'm in between two songs. I'm going to take one more Saturday night. Oh, duh. They haven't played it yet, this tour. They didn't play it the first Saturday show that they right. played on this tour, but I think they're going to do it on this Saturday. The song that I was in between with that was Mississippi Half Step. Mm. They haven't played that one since opening night in L.A., and I can see them bringing that one back. So um, if you're looking for maybe a good guess, maybe hey. Half Step. Maybe that speaks to you. Well, that's going to do it for you and I, Dave. Um, I'll let you get back on the road to South Carolina. It's a bummer this is the last Dead & Co. show that we're going to go to together. Yeah, I know. But it's been Sticks. a it's been a great ride. We've seen some great great shows together, and maybe there are more in the future for you. There's definitely at least one more for me. Yeah. So um, that is going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us again on Working Man's Pod on DNC in 23. And until next time, know our love will not fade away. <laughs>